How's it going, podcast listeners? You're about to listen to the podcast I recently did with the North Bay Mayor, Al McDonald. It was great chatting with him, getting a little bit of backstory into how he got into the big position, uh, how he was a businessman. I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. You're listening to the Alex Wolf Audio Odyssey. Ready to roll. Mayor Al McDonald, thank you for... Uh, coming on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's really nice to meet you, and welcome to our city. Thank you, thank you. Thank uh, you for moving here. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, we'll have to thank my mom for that. Oh, please send me your mom's uh, email address, and I'll send her a personal yeah. thank you from the I wouldn't, be here. I wouldn't even know North Bay existed for her. So. Really? <laughs> so in Toronto, you wouldn't even have known that we existed? No, I mean, I was familiar with Timmins and uh, Chaplot. Because my sister lives there, she works with government. Uh, right. And I visited her in ten minutes when I was like four or five years ago, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> we have to do more marketing into the GTA. Yeah, exactly. Because it's nice if you like the ice fishing. We can see all the little huts out there right now. Yeah, I, I, it's you know it's a great time of the year. It's the one thing that we're very fortunate to have is four seasons. Mm -hmm. My preference is always the the summer, mind you, because. Yeah. The beaches are like the Caribbean, so. mm -hmm. but yeah, I know it's, I mean, it's a lifestyle out there. People just love it. Yeah, I know. It's, people can't wait till it, <laughs> the lake freezes to get in there. It, it, it almost looks like the 400 when, uh, or the 401 at 430 when people are driving off the lake. That's mm -hmm. how many people go. Really? Fish. It's incredible. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. Too bad it's been a little warmer for them, right? Because it's been, yeah, the, uh, someone's truck went in. Uh, yeah, you have to be careful. It's still early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, well, look at the uh, some of the villages out there. It's, it's like a it's own little town over yeah. the lake. Try to describe that to try to describe that to people in Mexico or the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. That you know they set up houses on the lake. First of all, you can tell me we're going we're gonna to be walking on the lake. <laughs> we're walking water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, how long have you been mayor? So I'm in my 10th year. I was okay. elected in uh, 2000, late 2010, so my third term. Okay. And before you were mayor, uh, what were you doing? Uh, I was a businessman. I was an entrepreneur. I've been mm -hmm. an entrepreneur all my life. Um, very involved in my community. Loved being part of things. Uh, you know, I'd get in, involved in uh, initiatives like saving our local ski hill, which is right in the center of town. And we took a bankrupt ski hill and and at the end of one year, we had a $400,000 surplus. So put business cases together to, uh, to uh, make things sustainable in the future. Mm -hmm. I was, um, uh, owned a number of businesses. I was also the deputy mayor back when I was younger. And then I was the member of provincial parliament for uh, Nipissing uh, for a couple of years. And then I was out of politics probably for seven years. I went back into business and then uh, People were asking me to run again, so I, I asked my wife for permission, and uh, we talked about it. So yeah, it's been uh, it's my tenth year. So politics and being involved in your community has been something you've always had in your yeah your I, need to, to have. My my dad always had a philosophy that uh, uh, listen if if your friend has no place to go, invite him over to the house. We can always add another cup of water to the soup. And uh, I always liked giving back, and I gave back because I got a lot of joy out of giving back, but it's, it's also good 
one for your community, it's good for business. Like the, the smart business people out there, the real smart ones are always giving back. They're donating their time, their resources, money, uh, assisting uh, charities, uh, because the community recognizes that and um, uh, they'll support businesses that support uh, uh, their community. So for an example, even see where, uh, you know, um, car dealership, or the, it was an airline, that's now trying to figure out how to be more greener mm -hmm. uh, because they recognize that people are really conscious about the environment. So any business that really promotes how green they can be and how they can reduce their carbon footprint will attract more customers. So if you think of a, a business opportunity, there's a lot of business opportunities uh, attached to different initiatives that might be out there. Uh, I'm, my, I'm a dinosaur, like I'm, I'm old. Uh, you're young still, um, where when when I was growing up and I was your age, it was all about volunteering and giving back uh, to organizations and volunteering for them. Uh, now I think it's more cause-driven, so the environment for an example, or you know, theater, arts, culture, I think uh, any smart young business person or even an old business person like myself uh, should find a a goal, one, they want to be successful in business, but also part of the mandate of your company is to make a difference in society or on the planet. I, I like that you say that because one of our, in the marketing world, one of our heroes is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and his philosophy is uh, give, 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 ask. So you always give value, give value, give value, and once in a while you, you ask, right? You ask for the sale or you ask for something, but I like that. That's the approach that I'm taking, just trying to provide value. And if somebody thinks of me in my business and I provide value, it's just a little bit easier for them to think of me and choose me to work with, right? But yeah, I like that. Yeah, and it's, uh, and as you know, in business, uh, you make mistakes, right? Things mm -hmm. don't quite always go the way you, you want them to go. And, uh, and uh, hopefully that happens, by the way, because you learn from your mistakes. So. I always thought that the mistakes aren't what hurt you, it's how you react to the mistake. So if you make a mistake and, and you say, listen, we made a mistake, but this is how we're going to fix it, this is how we're going to treat you, uh, it's going to be even better than before we even made the mistake, then I think you bring a lot of uh, integrity and, and um, uh, respect to, your, to professions. Because if you're young, just starting out, you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it goes. And the more mistakes you make, actually, when you're younger, the better it is. Because when you get to my age, I know, yeah, don't do that. No, don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, because you know it doesn't work. And uh, as long as you don't make the same mistake twice, you're, you will be successful. So do you believe in mentorship then? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was interesting when I was uh, starting out in business, uh, I found people my age. And I hung around with them. I, uh, I joined service clubs so I could hear how they spoke, what they were thinking, see how they did things, how they reacted to things that maybe went right or maybe didn't go right. And I watched them very closely and I always asked them questions and asked their advice. And, um, and then I woke up one day and realized I'm their age now <laughs> and I don't have mentors anymore. And I think now people look at, to me, as being a mentor and I've figured out very quickly that your generation, we need to learn from you. 
So it's actually, I think, in my, my thought process, is it's flipped. I think the younger generation gets it. How do we learn from you? So when I walk in this room and I see all these mics and, and lights and we're, our back is to a window that's overlooking the whole city and it's a beautiful view, I hope the cameras are picking up on it, any other videos or interviews I would do, we'd be against the other wall, flat wall so there's no light, mm -hmm. and I'd have a microphone up my shirt and yeah, hooked yeah. onto here. So already I've noticed the difference between how I react to certain uh, interviews versus your interview. So it is really cool for me as the mayor to have that beautiful setting as the background. Yeah, exactly. So by the way, hire this guy. <laughs> Uh, so wh why did you stop for, you said seven years, right? Yeah, so um, our government was defeated in 03, and uh, I'd, I'd really been involved in my community for so many years. I thought I was still young, I wanted to go, there was other business opportunities that I wanted to get involved in, and um, and you got to make a living, because there's, there's no money in politics, mm -hmm. everybody thinks that you know, that politicians are at the trough or politicians are this or that, and there's very little respect for politicians. Um, and there should be little respect for some politicians. There are always some politicians, just like, just like society. There's a few that don't deserve respect, but I can tell you it is the best way to get back to your community by being an elected official. It's not easy. You get criticized, uh, but you're, you're well-informed and you're just hopeful that people recognize that you take the time to be informed, to make an informed decision. It's okay for people to disagree with that decision. That's what makes our country great. But at the end of the day, if an individual's taken all the time to be educated, has all the uh, data, knows the regulations and how things work, uh, at the end of the day, you have to trust that individual that they're making the best interest on behalf of the whole community even though that there's always half the community that don't think you should do this or you should do that. So it's, um, it is a, it's a great calling. It's a great calling. What do you think of uh, humility and not being expecting? Because you're saying it's a little bit of a sacrifice. It's, I'm assuming, I don't even know what you do at a big scale, but I'm assuming it's very time consuming and you go home and you're still thinking about this little thing, this little thing. So it takes over your whole life. So you're sacrificing a lot. Obviously you're still here, so there's some sort of reward. But um, do you expect uh, people to be grateful? No. <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't expect people to be grateful. Um, you always kind of wish that they, when you're done, they say, hey, you know what? They did a great job or they stood up for their community, they fought for their community, or they did all these these things. You always hear, well, I didn't agree with this, I agree with that, that's great, that's what our country's all about. Um, I, I'm hopeful, I'm very hopeful that, um, that politicians or elected officials uh, can get past that uh, stigma. Um, because we have to believe in our leaders, we have to believe in the prime minister and the president and and uh, other leaders of other countries that they're they're honestly doing their best for their citizens, even though there's always going to be that segment of the population that doesn't agree with the decision. In the long run, they tend to be the right decisions, uh, but you don't get recognized for that decision making till well past 
your time and people look back and go, yeah, that was the right decision, if, even if they remember it. So I, I put in 12, 14 hours a day. I, I work seven days a week. I've got a very understanding wife. Um, our date nights are uh, a community event that we go to. That's kind of our date nights. Uh, but it is, uh, it, is, it is pretty special and it's a real honor to serve your community and be a mayor. How long can a mayor be, in, be a mayor? So there's no term limits. Okay. So as long as people, as long as you have the drive and, and the energy uh, to do it and people will re-elect you, there is no term limits. Mm -hmm. um, this is my last term, so um, uh, I'll be 12 years when I'm done. I've been in politics for almost 16 years and I've been working since I was 19 years old. I started with 100 bucks in my pocket. My parents were, my dad was a fighter pilot in the armed forces. That's what brought us to North Bay because there's a base here. And they moved to Colorado Springs and I stayed. And uh, they gave me a hundred bucks. And I always remember I paid my rent. It was on Third Avenue uh, in an upstairs apartment where I had to put a brick in front of my couch because it had the coaster wheels on it because it would roll into the middle mm. of the living room. And my rent was like 185 bucks. And Bell Canada was on strike because there was no cell phones back then. and. Uh, I, I learned. I learned how to survive and how to work, and I, I recognized that uh, work ethic and, and being dedicated and believing in yourself was the, the path to success. What did what you I start did. doing? When, uh... I drove a cab. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Start, uh, I was 19. It was a summer job. And that's how I started, and then I uh, bought the company, bought a company. Uh, so I was involved in the transportation business, limousine business. I was in the, at aircrafts, at real estate. Uh, I was in an uh, industrial supply company, um, all kinds of different businesses. And then uh, as people got to know that I was successful, they would ask me advice on running their businesses. So I would always sit down with them and give them my advice. And then our daughter um, followed her husband over. He was a professional hockey player. He went over overseas to play hockey, and the only way we could get her back uh, was to set, up, set her up in business. So I volunteered for her for two years in that seven-year span of the politics to help her get her business up and running and just give advice and guidance and uh, just take great joy. I just can't uh, say enough how much fun it is to be an entrepreneur, as you know. Yes, I do. It is. It's difficult. You can't really explain it unless you do it, but yeah. What do you think drove you? If your parent, your, your dad was a fighter pilot, where did you have that drive to create? Because um, I think in the Army, uh, in the Air Force, you don't have a lot of, uh, you do your job, and that's the job, right? Creating a company, being a leader, where do you think you got that from? I had great parents, um, uh, and you're right, they just got a salary, and they served their country, and. Uh, and we're growing up, and we weren't poor, but I mean, I, I would say we're under middle class. Um, so I mean, we didn't have, like my friends would have all kinds of toys, we didn't have those. Uh, you know, our, our Friday nights was uh, splitting a bag of potato chips and a pop. And uh, um, so we didn't have a lot of, we weren't hard done by, by any stretch of imagination. But I saw my friends having stuff, and I thought to myself, I just don't want to be ordinary. I want to be successful. I want, uh, I want to be rich. So I got called into the guidance counselor when I was 16 years old at Woodfield High School, 
and he said, uh, well, Mr. McDonald, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he was thinking, I was going to say fireman, policeman, you know, M&R person. And I said to him, I want to be a millionaire. And, and I never, and I, I tell the story, I never forget, I never forgot. Uh, he said, go back to class. In a week's time, we're going to meet again. I want you to give it some thought and come back because that's impossible. So a week later, I went back into his office and he said, did you give it some thought? And I said, yes. He goes, well, where do you want to be? And I said, I want to be a millionaire. He sent me back to class. <laughs> and, and maybe that was the right thing to do, don't get me wrong. Uh, that was the advice back then. And I thought, that's a shame that young people would be told that something's impossible instead of, hey, listen, that's a great goal. You might want to have a plan B too. Yeah. Um, but you should, you should go after your dreams. You should uh, put your heart and soul and believe in yourself to follow whatever it is that you want to achieve. So yeah, so my goal was always to be a millionaire. And when did it change? Obviously that's a, uh, a little bit naive goal when you're younger, right? Everybody wants to have money. But when did it switch to something bigger? Did you have a moment When, where when I like, wanted two million? Yeah. <laughs> when money, I'm sure you're not in it for money here. No. When did no, money stop being the motivator? Uh, the, the, I, so I always wanted to be the millionaire, but you, you learn in life that money doesn't mean a whole lot at the end of the day. It really doesn't. It's if you're happy or you're achieving things that you want. So I don't know if it ever changed that uh, the, the million was a goal, because once I achieved it, the goal was gone. Yeah. But it, it became being running a successful business. It became making a difference in your community. It became, um, if you wanted to buy a nice pair of shoes, you just went and bought a pair of shoes. Or if you wanted a nice pair of gloves, you went and bought a pair of gloves. I think that freedom of, of achieving your goals allows you to do certain things. But it also showed me that I could give back. I could make donations now. I could make a, even a bigger difference. So. Unfortunately, in Canada, sometimes we think uh, wealth or, or ambition is bad, and it's not. It's actually something we should celebrate and something that we should encourage in our, in our young people because if you want to save the planet or if you want to make a difference in the arts community, you want to make a difference um, in any field, uh, the more successful you are, the more success you'll have and having a positive impact in those different areas. And that's not to say that you can't make a positive difference even if you're not successful. It's just easier to make that difference. Uh, what kind of, if you were uh, sitting down, if you were that counselor back in the day and you're speaking with yourself, what would you have told yourself? Get out. Get out? <laughs> Get out of politics. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I say. So when, when uh, young people ask me about getting into politics, I say don't. No. But if you're going to, uh, if you're going to be successful in whatever you're doing first, then get into politics. Because if you just start in politics, you won't know how things work, or um, you don't you don't have that feel for how the day-to-day -day stuff goes. All you know is politics. And then if you're not successful down the road, it's harder to go back when you're a little bit older to for a career versus if you were successful first and then got into politics. Uh, I think is the right way to go. Uh, I would still say don't get into politics to anyone that comes to see me. And if that deters them, then that was the right decision. If it doesn't deter them, then I always say, if you're prepared to work night and day, seven days a week, 
because you have a fire in your belly and you truly want to make a difference, then politics is for you. What about uh, entrepreneurship? What kind of a goal, how would you teach somebody to set goals when you're starting out in entrepreneurship? Um, I, don't, I don't know, Alex. I would say, you know, you've got this, this setup that's truly incredible, by the way. I would say to you, okay, I see you've invested all this money in uh, all, the, all this fancy equipment. Um, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Like, are you trying to be the best interviewer, best podcast? You're trying to get, you know, uh, 10 million followers? What it is that you're trying to achieve? When you figure out what your goal is, what you truly want, and you have to be honest with yourself, whatever you truly want, then make that your goal. And then you, you will get to that goal if you believe it. But if you don't know what that goal is, you're going to struggle. You're going to kind of weave back and forth because you just don't know where to go. So it, the biggest thing I'd say is pick your goal of what you want, and then that's, that's your star that you're going to. And why, is it, why are you uh, ending your, your, your career here? Being a mayor, um, it, it can it can get tiring. Um, I, I'm gonna miss it. Don't get me wrong. It's it's an honor, um, but there's a lot of other stuff I want to do. Pol or sorry, life isn't just politics. Um, it will allow me to go do other businesses that I want to get involved in. I recognize that uh, I want to travel a little bit more. I traveled a little bit. I was younger, so I went to a whole bunch of different company, or countries, uh, but I haven't traveled that much lately, so I'd like to go to other countries. Um, uh, my dad was a pilot, as we mentioned, so I, I was born in France, uh, and I've lived from Goose Bay, Labrador to Comox, BC, and everywhere in between. So moving every two years um, really made a difference for me on how to make friends, because you're always leaving your friends and you have to make new friends. So I think it really prepared me for politics really well, because I can know how to make friends or at least create the conversation. Um, but it was tough to leave your friends, and it was tough to go to a new school and not know anyone. Um, but I've been here for quite a while now, so um, I think it's it'll, it'll be time for someone else to take the reins. Uh, when I was growing up too, I we moved a lot, I think. Like you said, about two years was the longest I've ever been anywhere until I was in my 20s and I was in Toronto for over six years or more. But uh, for that, it made me feel a little uneasy when I stay in one place for too long. I don't know, do you, did you experience that? No I, um, no, I didn't, but I thought it was odd that all my friends went to school with the same people in primary, elementary, yeah. and high school, and, and, never, from kindergarten. and, and never traveled anywhere, where, you know, when you live in Newfoundland, or you live in Quebec, or Ontario, or BC, the school systems are totally different. Sometimes the languages were different, the cultures were different. Um, I didn't find it odd, but I still find it interesting that the house I've been in, now I've lived in it for 20 years, and I probably lived in five houses. In, in 10 years. Okay. So I don't, I don't find it different. I just, to this day, when somebody said I went to primary school with them, I went, well, that's pretty boring. Like, I, I know people right across the country. Yeah, so you missed that a little bit? So being able to, new uh, place, they don't know you, nobody knows you, creating friendships out of nowhere? 
well as mayor, it's uh, I just the amount done. of people that I get to meet on any given day, such as yourself, because we just met today. Yeah. Um, that's the one great thing about being a mayor is the individuals that I get to meet, like from uh, people down on their luck to very successful people to the prime minister, the premier. Um, the one thing that I, I always believe in is that respect never goes out of style and I will always give people the time of day uh, regardless if they're a janitor or a billionaire. To me, they're all important. Everybody's important. And uh, I always had stigma because I drove a cab when I was 19 and oh, you're just a cab driver. So I know what stigma feels like. So I think it's really important that we always show respect to everyone else. And the most interesting aspect of my job is people. It really is. So at the end of the day, that's the only difference, the different thing that you can learn, right? Different people, different experiences. Well, you were telling me you were from Mexico. Yeah. And as soon as you said that, I went, I was in Acapulco for, for uh, two weeks. Beautiful country. Um, but I think I, uh, it's, I think it, what I'm seeing here is success. Like, so I'll tell you a really quick story. So. I, I would say I talk to 500 people in a day. Mm. When I say 500 people, it wouldn't be just one-on-one. -on -one. I could speak in front of 200 people in the morning and 200 people in the afternoon and run into 100 people during the day. And my favorite part is always going to talk to schools. So if I get invited to a school, I always go. And, um, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's bad. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. So I'll run into people all the time, the young people, and, and it's interesting because when I go into a class, I'll say, who wants to be rich? Because right? that was where I came from. I find now very few kids put their hands up. But if I went to a women's event, and there was a women's event uh, at uh, Pinewood Park, and there was like 400 in the room, and I said, how many want to be rich? Every woman put their hands up. And I'm thinking, the older generation like likes the wealth piece. It was interesting, the younger generation. Having said that, so every once in a while I run across an individual uh, that I'll be chatting with them only for five minutes, just like you and I. And I'll say to them, Alex, you have no idea how successful you're going to be. And you go, that guy's crazy, he doesn't even know who I am. Mm -hmm. But I don't. But what I do know is how you present, how you ask your questions, your equipment, how you greeted me. Um, how you're thinking, how you've uh, actually conveyed some of your experiences during the interview of me, um, that I very seldom ever see uh, in the 500 people that I go talk to on any given day. So when I say to that 12-year-old, you have no idea how successful you, you're going to be, and that little kid's looking at me going, yeah, well, he doesn't know me, so that doesn't make any sense. He doesn't realize that what he is saying and doing is so far ahead of anyone his age or even a little bit older uh, that he doesn't even get it. It's just natural to him. So I see something in you, um, and I think you will be very successful. And for all I know, you could be very successful today. Um, but it's I, I find it's you can usually see the difference in people pretty quickly. You can size them up, and, and not to say that you know if you're not successful doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's a great person. Uh, but you can, I can see, I can recognize success pretty quickly. Well, thank you. It's a good luck. <laughs> thank you. Um, do you have anything that's a little difficult to 
pinpoint a single thing that you're most proud of in your, what is it, 10 years, 12 years almost? 10 years as, uh, just as mayor? Um, I don't, I don't think of, you know, did we build a new community center, did we do this, did we build a park, or, I, I don't view the, uh, those type of successes as something that I look back on and go, ah, I want to be remembered for making that happen or this happen. I, I think I, I like the aspect that I give everything I can every day to make a difference. It uh, doesn't mean that we always get it right, but I do everything in my power to make my city better each day. Some will agree with it, some won't. But at the end of the day, I, I go home and I can look in the mirror, and I like what I see in the mirror, and I can sleep at night. What could you tell the younger viewers, my generation, younger generations, that we're kind of used to instant gratification nowadays? And the biggest thing that I've learned from entrepreneurship is that you don't get anything instantly. You have to invest a lot of time into see any kind of success, um, how could you, what could you tell them so two of them understand that, that you need a lot of uh, time to see success or see your own success? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm 60 years old and, uh, and I sacrificed a lot of my free time and I saved money and I didn't, you know, buy that fancy car when I was younger or didn't buy that fancy whatever, uh, I always saved my money. Uh, and I see the younger generation are enjoying experiences more than material things, right? So they like to travel, they like to have specialty coffees, they, they, they like going to uh, a nice restaurant or a nightclub, uh, but they, they really like the experience piece. Uh, so I don't think your generation's got it wrong, because um, I think on balance you've got it right. But if you truly want to be the Warren Buffetts of the world or the guy that owns Amazon or Elon Musk, um, then yeah, there's going to be a lot of sacrifices if you truly want to be very successful. So if you look at you know, elite athletes, uh, billionaires, uh, presidents, prime ministers, um, they didn't get there because there was no sacrifices. They made huge sacrifices to get to where they were. Um, because you don't get to those those plateaus by just being a normal person. You you absolutely have to sacrifice. So, to a young person, I would you know you need to set the goal and what you want out of life. So, uh, my grandmother said to me on her deathbed, she was 85. She said, "Don't get to my age and regret regret that you didn't do something." And my fear is that. I didn't do a lot of things because there were so many goals that I wanted to make that I probably sacrificed a lot of the things I might have been able to do throughout my life. I might not have got to where I was, but I might have enjoyed the journey a little bit more. But I love work. So my advice to you is uh, just follow your dreams. You know, if, if, if you don't want to be hugely successful, that's okay. Just recognize that and enjoy the, the uh, the journey, but if you really want to be very successful, know that you're going to give up those, you know, very fancy smartphones or the motorcycle or the huge house or whatever. Um, but there is there is satis satisfaction when you achieve your goals too. So it's what you want out of life. 
Do you have any regrets? Uh, no, I don't. I I find long weekends boring. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it it drives me crazy that uh, that you're off for three days. Like I've never understood that. So uh, by by Saturday afternoon, I'm looking for things to do all the time. You know, what opportunities are out there? What am I thinking? What have I missed? What else can I do? Um, so now, if I get a free evening and I go home and and uh, my wife Wendy is there, I said, well, what do people do like at home? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why are we out doing something? Um, but at the end of the day, no regrets. Now, if I'm on my deathbed and said, I didn't get to go back to Mexico again. And I didn't really need to take those five meetings. Maybe I could have went to Mexico. I think, ask me that question when I'm 85. Okay. Right now, no. Um, do you have a, a problem turning it off? Because you seem to me as a person that's on, thinking, putting thoughts together, just ideas. Does that bother, does that wear you down after a while? Or is that just something natural that you enjoy that is who you are? Um, I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's natural, it's just the way I am. Uh, I might have groomed myself to be like that. Um, no, it's impossible to shut it off. Like, I, I shouldn't say that. For 15 minutes, you can, you can kind of sit there and go, oh my God, I'm exhausted. And then after 15 minutes, you start feeling guilty and you're going, why aren't I doing this? How come I didn't think of doing that? So it is interesting trying to fall asleep at night and then you're waking up at two in the morning and your mind's still going. Um, but no, I, I love being in the center of everything. I love being part of things. I love the conversation. Uh, I love finding solutions to the challenges that we're facing. Um, hopefully I still look younger at the end of the day, but uh, no, I, I enjoy being active. So it's going to be interesting what you do after, after being mayor, right? Yes. Uh, That's going to be the, the post-podcast, right? Yeah, so I, uh, I mean, when I was out of politics, uh, I sold my businesses, so I was, I thought, it's great, I'm going to be retired when I'm 40, yeah. right? And the next day I woke up and go, I'm not important anymore. <laughs> so I went back into business. Um, yeah, and I think if you look at, uh, I'll use Madonna for an example, right? Who's, uh, I'm not even sure if you know who Madonna is. Of anymore. course I don't. Uh, <laughs> she's probably reinvented herself like three times. Yeah. Right? And you, you can't be the pop star because by the time you're 25, you're not that pop star anymore. And she was able to... Uh, make herself relevant through all the different generations. The fact that you even know who she is. Like, mm -hmm. she was a star when I was your age, right? So I think, uh, I think of that. How do I um, reinvent myself when I'm no longer the mayor? No longer to be able to pull up that, that uh, card and say, hey, how can I assist? Um, but that's okay, because that's something I'm kind of looking forward to. I, I kind of wish I knew what that was going to be, but I don't. At this, age, uh, at this point in time, but I do recognize that I have to reinvent myself. But that's the beauty of it, no? Starting from zero again, building yourself up, having that ability to start from zero. And hopefully you're successful, whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's just say that I do give it some thought. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you've always, uh, you said uh, real estate, transportation, what kind of industries really interest you? Um, I really like the, uh, the opportunities where you're kind of generating uh, 
money 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even if you're not working. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, you know, similar to your podcast, if you can generate money even when you're sleeping, you're actually making your work work for you. So, uh, you know, if you make investments, right, you invest in the financial markets, uh, you're making pass what's called passive money. In other words, you don't have to work for it, it's working for you. So, um, I would say that I would try to find an area where it's almost like royalties, that you're always getting royalties. Um, because at the end of the day, it's when you're always making money, you're always generating money is where you can be successful. So I would say to my wife, find out how much you make every single day. So you take all your income, divide it by 365 days, you will be rich if you spend less than what you make. And then take that money and invest it so that it's generating money. So even when you're sleeping, you're making money. Uh, so that's the secret to success. It's not difficult, it's just not spending every dollar. But if you don't know how much you're making every single day, I would say find out what that figure is and spend less. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm thinking something that is 24-7, uh, that it, it could be even low margin. It's just something that will generate constant cash flow. It's interesting. I have some experience in finance before this business was. I understand. I've never really liked uh, investing or stuff. I'd like to have my hands in it because I like to experience more over the generation, generating income. But yeah, I understand that, that part. So I think you should invest, by the way. That'd be my advice to you. Um, an investment, no, I don't know, it could be in financial markets, it could be in real estate, it could be in all kinds of different things. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you need to get your money working for you if you truly want to be successful because you only have so many hours in a day. And if you're not working, you're not generating any money, so. And you have a limited time of hours a day that you can work. Yes. So you have a short, you have a short uh, frame um, where I, if I'm invested in different things, even if I'm not working, or even if I'm working, I'm still generating, generating income from, from business investments. So if, um, you know, if, if there's young people out there watching, um, think of how you can take your extra money to generate money uh, for whatever that might be. It might be buying a house, having more kids, whatever the case may be. Um, but that, that piece of it is just don't think of your salary. Um, uh, you have to think of how you can make your money work. So I'm starting to talk more business than, than politics, but you have to think of how you can make your extra money make money for you. Do you think you'll stay here in North Bay? Yeah, absolutely. This is my home. Yeah. Um, my wife's here. We have three grandkids, three beautiful grandkids. Um, I love the city. Just look, look behind us. Like, it's gorgeous. Um, we get the four seasons. Um, we're, we're on a four-lane highway. You can drive to Toronto in three hours. It's, it's further to drive to uh, Ottawa from Toronto than it is from North Bay, by the way. It's shorter to drive to North Bay. We have an airport, you know, we can be anywhere in the world in a day. Um, the people here are friendly, it's safe, um, it's comfortable, the environment's very clean, the water's clean, the air's clean. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a perfect community. You, you don't sit in a car for an hour and a half in traffic. You know, if we hit four red lights in a row, we're, we're not happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Or if, if, if we have to drive across town and that's 15 minutes, that's too far. 
So it's kind of neat. Uh, I always tell a story that I went over to our public works department, and there's 150 guys working in our, and women too, in our uh, public works building over on Seymour Street. And it was a Friday afternoon, and, the, and the, the parking lot was full of trucks and boats. Like trucks, pulling boats, tr uh, trucks with boots on the back. So I said to our manager director, I said, we have like a boat sale or like a truck boat sale? What's this all about? They said, Al, uh, they can be on the lake fishing in 10 minutes after work. How do, we, how do you beat that lifestyle? I see. I see. Yeah, I remember when I first came to, to North Bay, uh, um, I was just talking to someone, oh, can you pick me up? It's like, if I live like 15 minutes away from you, is that okay? And I'm like, sure, I drive like, I'm used to driving like 40, 30 minutes just to get to somewhere that 15 minutes, like, yeah, so close. <laughs> yeah, so when you hear, when you live here long enough, that 15 minutes will feel yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. So when I, um, when uh, somebody says, hey, can you come up to uh, the university? Do you know how far that is? <laughs> That's like way over there. <laughs> That's like eight traffic lights. Well, it's more than that. I'm just kind of yeah. joking, but it's like 15 minute drive. Um, that's far, mm -hmm. you know, concerned our lifestyle. So Contents. here you can live on lakes. You can live. You can take the city bus and go downhill skiing at night even. <laughs> right? You can be on a beach. You walk to the beach from here. So it's it's an incredible community. Do you? Do you see any opportunities in a market here for businesses? Yeah, incredible opportunities for people your age, the younger generation. Your generation has incredible opportunities. So we, we see the, the population is older, right? People are retiring, they're, they're getting out of the workforce and we're, having, we're struggling trying to find the skilled people that we need to replace the people that are leaving. So incredible opportunities out there for people that are looking for careers or in trades. Um, I think it's gonna, all the doors are gonna open uh, for them. And they're open, they're open right now. There's over 400 jobs vacant in our city right now. Um, if you're an astrophysicist, there's no job for sure. But if you're a welder, a plumber, a, an engineer, there's all kinds of jobs out there. Nurse, we're always looking for uh, healthcare providers. Um, yeah, huge opportunities. but. Your generation um, has this incredible opportunity, I, but I don't think some of the fields or professions will be around when you get to my age. They're already starting to die out a bit. So for an example, if you want to find a great tailor, my tailor is Vince Orlando on uh, Main Street. Uh, when he retires, I don't know of any tailors that are going to take a spot or if anybody even is ambitious to be a tailor. So I think some of those I wouldn't say old world, but some of those specialties won't be around because individuals just didn't go into them, and that art form will be lost. You just go to a department store and they size you up and out you go. Yeah. And what about businesses? Do you think uh, is there a type of business that you would like to see in North Bay that we don't really have? Um, the businesses we don't have. Um, other than another Starbucks? No, I, I think we're well-rounded in businesses, but there's always, there's more capacity. So for an example, there's only one dry cleaner now, because hmm. all the other ones are retired. So, and, and if you talk to uh, Kayvon over at Happy Jacks, he'll say, I wish somebody else would start a dry cleaner, because I can't handle all the business I've got. 
Um, if you try to get a hold of a plumber or electrician or a carpenter or even a lawyer, there's a shortage of lawyers here. Our uh, firms can't find engineers. Um, I think uh, in the city of the city of North Bay, the corporation in the city of North Bay has 150 people, 140 people, 140 people that are eligible to retire in the next five years. We don't know where we're going to get them. So yeah, there is incredible opportunities. Any one specific business, I think they're all great. Yeah. Well, what are we doing over Where are we at? Forty minutes. I think. If you'd like to say anything to the to the audience. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the interview. By the way, thank you. Um, I I think it's great that you chose North Bay. I'm encouraged as the mayor because one of my uh, platforms was to try to try to attract ten thousand people to my community in the next uh, ten years. Mm -hmm. And when you walked in the door and said, "I just moved to North Bay," I'm going, "Wow." Here's January 14th, and now I only have to attract 999 more. <laughs> um, yeah, choose North Bay. Like, come on up and see what we have to offer. It's an incredible opportunity. There's a great opportunity for young people. Um, we're trying to get our arts and culture going even more. So I think there's huge opportunities for those people in that sector. Um, but I think uh, choose us. Choose us because of the opportunities the lifestyle, and the fact that uh, you can walk down the street and if you need something, somebody will help you. Thank you, Mayor. Yeah, it thank was a you, pleasure Alex. meeting you. Yeah, very much. Nice to meet you, too. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Please share and subscribe to the podcast if it brought you any value.